Welcome to How to Eat Less Water, the podcast for anyone who's concerned about the state of our environment and wants to live more sustainably, but is short on either time, money, ideas, or all three. I'm your host, Florencia Ramirez, author of the award-winning book, Eat Less Water, and a kitchen activist. I share bite-sized action steps anyone can implement in their kitchen. Why the kitchen? The average person eats between 500 to 1,300 gallons of virtual water every day. Our food is the best place to turn our hope for a better environment into action. Now, let's dig in and grow well-being together. Welcome to the How to Eat Less Water podcast. I'm your host, Florencia Ramirez, and author of the book, Eat Less Water. Let's dive in to chocolate, because February is a big month for chocolate, because Valentine's Day is the time when we purchase heart-shaped boxes of chocolate for our kids, for our friends, for our partners. It's a sweet ritual, but unfortunately, there is a bitterness to chocolate growing. So think about this, 2.4 billion pounds of chocolate are sold in the month of February, specifically for Valentine's Day. It is the top gift. Candy is a top gift, but outside of those sweet printed messages on conversation hearts, the majority of candy purchased for Valentine's is chocolate in the tune of 58 million pounds. If we look at that in terms of water, one pound of chocolate equals 7,727 gallons of water. So if you multiply that by 58 million pounds of chocolate, we're looking at 448 billion gallons of water to grow chocolate for Valentine's Day alone. And this is a good time to talk about the difference between blue water and green water. Because when I say that over 7,000 gallons of water are used to produce a pound of chocolate, that is considered, I would say all of it would be green water. Cacao requires a, a tremendous amount of water. And that's why very little chocolate is grown, for example, in California, where pretty much we grow everything. And there are some acres of, of cacao grown here. I know in, in Santa Barbara County, which is close by, I know that there is some cacao, but very little because it requires an incredible amount of irrigation. That is why all of chocolate or cacao is grown in the tropics in areas where there's rain all year long. That's the only way that crop will flourish. When we look at what are the colors of water that we want to support, we want to support agricultural methods that are using more rainwater, which has a designation of greens. When I think about how do I shop for foods that are saving water, I pay attention to the color of water that's used to grow that food. 
So for example, organic agriculture overall uses less water, uses more green water because when the soil is not treated with chemicals or petroleum-based fertilizers, the soil then has the capacity because of the microbiology in the soil to hold water up to a thousand times more than soil that's been treated with chemicals. So essentially, we're creating all these sponges, or not even creating sponges. We're letting nature do what it does, which is for the microbiology to draw down water. But when we get in the way and start to spray, that then is not only bad for people, but it's also bad for the soil. And then as a result of the spraying, we inhibit that soil's ability to do what it was intended to do, which is to draw down the water so that we have less evaporation and we have water that's refilling the aquifers or the groundwater that is dropping at higher rates than we all than is good for any of us especially where I live here in the Oxnard Plain, where even in non-drought years, we're drawing more water than we have from our groundwater resources. So that groundwater is what's designated as blue water. So is water from reservoirs, water from rivers. So any collected water is considered blue water. When we turn on the sprinklers or irrigation on our farms, that's what generally they're using. They're using blue water. Chocolate then should be should be telling this really phenomenal story of saving water that we could create this sweet, decadent dessert that brings so much joy to so many people. But unfortunately, the issues with chocolate are not necessarily that they're using too much water. It's that they're polluting water. So the issue for chocolate is that they're not using too much water in terms of using irrigation, but it is that they're polluting water and they're also, through the decades of growing chocolate, been responsible for deforestation, eliminating many forests around the world. So that leads to the action tips because this Valentine's Day, when you reach for chocolate, you could reach for chocolate that is part of the solution, which is saving water, which is contributing to the reforestation around the globe, but also is helping people, is helping farmers because the majority of farmers live in poverty. Much of them are applying pesticides detrimental to their health and the river close by. Unfortunately, chocolate has a story that is not so sweet. But we can change that. So the first thing, the first action tip would be to buy chocolate that protects rainforests. Things like rainforest certified cacao. Cacao from certified agencies like Fairtrade and Rainforest Alliance comprises about 6% of the total chocolate market share. But the demand is growing thanks to consumers who are asking for it. And some of the largest U.S.-based chocolate manufacturers have committed to purchase rainforest certified cacao. So cacao is positioned to be a driver of reforestation 
If we, the consumer, continue to ask for and reward chocolate companies committed to reforestation, and I go into this more in a podcast that I that I recorded back in July, and I will put it in the show notes. I want to back up a little bit and just give a little context of why chocolate is is entwined with the rainforest and the health of the rainforest. Because cacao trees naturally grow under the shade of the rainforest. It's the heavy rainfall and the humidity below the canopy that has sustained the trees for over 2,000 years. But in the 20th century, the cacao tree was brought out of the shade and into the full sun because farmers and scientists discovered that cacao trees can produce twice as many pods in full sunlight. And it's true, and it has that has been the case, but there is a downside to bringing the cacao tree out from beneath the rainforest. And that lack of shade has uh, resulted in invasion of weeds, the degradation of soil, and new pests. And as a result of clearing away the forest in the following decades, the yields have in fact increased, and so has agrochemicals to combat, to deal with the weeds, to deal with the new pests that that attack the cacao. In the region of West Africa, which is the top grower of cacao, Pesticide use has doubled in three years between 2007 and 2010, which are the last numbers that I have. New research is finding that the yields in medium shaded trees to be almost 20 pods more per tree than unshaded trees. So there is now a re-evaluation of whether or not we should keep the trees baking under the full sun, and third-party certifications like Rainforest Alliance and Fair Trade that are working with farmers to bring the shade back, to bring the cacao tree back under the canopy of the forest. And this is good news for not only the region, not only the tropics, but really the globe, because the entire water system of this planet is very much attached to what is happening to a rainforest. Because rainforests are like many oceans. They, the moisture embedded in that leafy green canopy evaporates and it forms clouds and it impacts global rainfall. So forests grew over 14% of the total land surface of the planet at one time. Today, it's and in the forests of West Africa and the Congo, two places that are huge producers of cacao, deforestation has reduced rainfall by half. If you think about this whole process of why these forests are so important, plants release water into the atmosphere. And in the tropics, each canopy tree can release about 200 gallons a year of water. So this moisture helps to create those thick cloud covers that hang over most rainforests. And even if it's not raining, these clouds keep the rainforest humid and warm. And that's good for the cacao. When we make a choice to reach for a bar of chocolate that's been rainforest certified, we are making a difference on these forests. It seems like such a small action, but what we're doing 
is rewarding, or we are sending a signal to manufacturers, to to farmers, to let them know that this is what we want, that we care about forests around the globe, that we want reforestation to occur around the globe, and especially in the tropics. But I want to say something about this because when I was doing research for this podcast, I came across an article which I will put in the show notes as well so that you can do some a deeper dive. But Cal, which is a corporate accountability lab, they filed suit against Hershey's, which Hershey's is one of the three large corporations or chocolate manufacturers committed to purchasing their chocolate from Rainforest Alliance certified chocolate growers. The Corporate Accountability Lab, or CAL, is a group of attorneys that are environmental, labor, and human rights attorneys. And they have filed a case against Hershey's and Rainforest Alliance back in 2021 for misrepresentation. I'm going to quote their press release, which says, The West African cacao industry continues to suffer from endemic issues of child labor, forced child labor, and farmer poverty, a result of low prices that wealthy multinational companies pay for cacao. Meanwhile, social auditing and certification schemes like Rainforest Alliance, which purport to help farmers produce cacao sustainably, are failing. Over the past year, CALS investigators have documented instances of hazardous child labor on Rainforest Alliance certified farms in different parts of the Ivory Coast and spoken with farmers who explain that they don't earn enough from cacao farming to support their families. So, like I said, I'm gonna I'm going to put the link for this um, article because it's important for these types of organizations to push back when larger corporations are trying to water down particular certifications, whether that be organic certification or Rainforest Alliance. We need the, this accountability from organizations such as this. So it's something to watch. And I went from being really excited that Hershey's is doing so many things on this front. And then I'm a little bit colored by this suit that was filed in November 2nd, 2021, which then takes me to to the next action tip, which is to buy the best chocolate that protects rainforests. In my book, Eat Less Water, I take you to small-scale regenerative farms. And these are farms that are so small that they can have a diversity of crops. They have crop rotation. They have not just one type of monocrop. They're not just growing lettuce, for example. They're growing different types of things at the same time. So then there's a a biodiversity. The larger the farm, the more difficult it is for them to implement Many of these sustainable farming techniques that are building soil, saving water, growing nutrition on the planet. And also, for example, growing more trees and those types of bringing animals onto the farm and having them part of a rotation plan. There's all types of really wonderful things that are happening 
on these small scale farms that the large organic farms have a harder time achieving. And at the same time, it sounds like that's what's going on too with these larger manufacturers, which I'm glad that there is a commitment there to support reforestation. But there also has to be accountability to make sure that they are truly doing what they're saying, that they are truly in alignment with what they're saying they're doing, right? Going back to this idea of what is best when we're buying chocolate, for me, it is purchasing from smaller scale farms. It is purchasing from chocolatiers who are in your neighborhood, who are in your communities, who are purchasing directly from an organic farm in the tropics. And they've started to build those relationships with small-scale farms. This is what we call bean-to-bar. So these bean-to-bar organic establishments. In Ventura, California, close to where I live, there's a great spot and they are purchasing chocolate from single origin, fair trade certified farms. And they produce not only just the tastiest, but also visually gorgeous chocolate. If you live in the area, you that's a place you can check out for your chocolate purchases this Valentine's. And even if you don't live in the area, you can purchase from ex-votos or places like that. You can just do an online search. And in fact, on their website, they also sell bean-to-bar chocolate that they don't make, but it comes from different small-scale companies from around the country and around the globe, really. So you could also get to know some different companies. Or you could also do just a quick search for bean to bar organic chocolate, for example, and you'll have some really great places that'll come up. And they're places that need our business, right? When, when I did that search, one of the top places that came up for me was organic fair chocolate, which is bean to bar dark chocolate. And when I read their homepage, they talk about how they're combining their desire for tasty and healthy foods, their love for global cuisine and sustainable small growers. That's one of the phrases I'm looking for, sustainable small growers with our array of bean-to-bar craft chocolate. They talk about how they are helping farmers to continue prosperity and support the biodiversity of their farms and the local environment. So those are all things that I'm looking for in a description for organic fair trade. When I'm looking for the best chocolate to build well-being, to grow forests around the globe, and to support the people who are producing our cacao. And we want to support them because we want them to continue to grow this phenomenal plant that produces, I think, one of the best of the best crops on the planet, which is chocolate. Instead of just going to the grocery store and purchasing whatever box of chocolate that you see, why not make it the whole process, the journey part of the experience so that it's fun for you and is also fun for the person who receives the chocolate. 
So thank you so much for joining me and meet me here again next Wednesday so we can continue the conversation. Please share this with others and leave a review. It really does help. Thank you so much. Be well. Let's stay connected. Sign up for my newsletter and receive more tips in your inbox weekly and 15% off your first purchase at the Eat Less Water Shop. You can also find me on your favorite social media space at Eat Less Water. Please remember to hit subscribe and leave a review, even if it's only the star rating, because every one of them will increase the chances of other like-minded folks to find us. Thank you for joining me on this journey to eat less water. Together, we will write the story of well-being for this planet we have the privilege to call home. Meet you back here every Wednesday. There is power in the collective.